Welcome to An Unknown Adventure. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann, and I finally decided to jump off the 24-7 work hamster wheel to go after my dreams. I will be downsizing from my 750-square-foot mansion to a 60-square-foot van in the summer of 2021, and I started this podcast to share that process with you. I'm hoping that it will add value to your life. And the podcast, kind of like life, is ever-evolving. The topics I will be covering are achieving your dreams, unconventional travel, and minimalism. In each episode, I'll either talk to you about my experiences or I'll interview someone else about one, two, or all three of these topics. So hang on to the roller coaster of life for your unknown adventure. Hi, welcome to episode number five. I've probably mentioned that I'm a workaholic, and if not, now you know I'm a workaholic. So it is Friday, and I've been working all day long. It's October 16th. I have two full-time jobs, a day job that I actually have to show up for two days a week, and then I do a lot of paperwork and outside consultation the rest of the time. And then I also am a full-time writer, author, writer, author, author, writer, something like (laughs) something like that. I don't know what to call myself. And on top of that, I'm a little bit of an exercise uh, fanatic. And I am also a video game player. So there you go. Do I have time for life? Or is that my life? Yeah, it's a good question. I <laughs> think I think that is my life, and I love it. I really do. I love it. So this episode is about NaNoWriMo and a little bit of my background as an author, because today I interviewed a really interesting new author, and we talked about NaNoWriMo. I realized that I never really went into my background as a writer on this podcast, and it's my podcast, so I figure I should do so. Plus, it was one of my main dreams that I was able to achieve, and that's what this podcast is about, achieving your dreams. So I started writing when I was very, very young. I had a piece published in a school newspaper in fifth grade. Oh, no, actually, I think it was third grade about my Uncle Abe. And it was really funny. I interviewed him and I got really, really close to him. And he told me the story of how when he was in Sunday school, he glued the rabbi's beard to his desk when the rabbi fell asleep. And I love that. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And, you know, as a little kid, that was not necessarily a prankster, but definitely could appreciate pranks. I was like, oh, man, Uncle Abe is like the coolest uncle ever. And I felt just super close to him after that. Uh, He unfortunately died not long after, a few years after. And I was just really grateful that I got to know him. So that was my first story that I remember writing, and it was more of an interview, right? Kind of like what I'm doing now, kind of full circle, which is kind of cool, too. But I 
really liked to tell stories and I loved to write. And in fifth grade, we started journaling. And that was the main focus of fifth grade was the teacher had us journaling every single day. And my mother still has those journals. Believe me, I've tried to find them. I've tried to throw them out. She's hidden them from me. Now she says she doesn't know where they are. I don't believe her, but I don't think I'm going to get my hands on them anytime soon. And they were pretty crazy. I was reading Sybil. Yes, for those of you who remember what that book was about, it was a a woman with multiple personality disorder, and the book was about her multiple personalities, and that was the book that I was reading in fifth grade. So you could say I was a little precocious. And I did love to read. We sat around uh, as a family. We sat around every night. And instead of watching TV, we all read together. And we each had our own little spot on a couch or a corner. And we all read books from the library. And then once a week or once every other week, we would go to the library and we would turn in our books and get new books. And that was what we did as a family. Now, there's some negative stuff that happened, but I'm not going to go into that because it doesn't really matter. This is focusing on the positive. So I always wanted to be a writer, like, you know, finish a novel and publish. And about, oh, I don't even know now, I think like 20 years ago now, I started writing a novel and I was really determined, you know, I was going to, I was going to write this. I was going to finish it. At the time I was working in the video game industry. I used to work. That's what I used to do. I used to work in the video game industry for uh, over 15 years, actually about 20, 20 something years. Anyway. So I was working in the game industry, and during my free time, I would write. And I wrote, I don't know, the first 50 pages of a novel. I had the character. I had the plot. I was super into it. And I wrote the first 50 pages over and over and over again for the next 15 years. Now, I didn't write constantly. I put it down for several years. I'd pick it back up. I'd put it down for like, you know, another five or six years. I'd pick it back up. Finally, I joined a writer's group. This writer's group presently is going through some growing pains. I don't know if it's going to last. But at the time, it was a really great group. And I still believe that the people that were in my particular group in the San Francisco area were are fantastic. They are amazing women, all of them and men. There are a few men, but it is Romance Writers of America. They were mostly women. We used to go around and say what we were working on and talk about our books. And one day this woman asked me, I think I'd been going to meetings for about a year. And this woman asked me, what are you working on? And I told her the same story I'd been working on for 15 years at the time. And she said to me, well, why don't you finish it? And I said, well, you know, I'm working on it. I'm still going over the first 50 pages. I'm just making them really good and polished. And she said, no, just finish the damn thing. And it was so interesting. I've talked about it when I've spoken to our actual group of romance writers. What happened for me was when this woman that I didn't know called me on my shit and told me to just do it. It was like a wake up call. It was like kind of a slap in the face, but in a good way. And it worked. It just worked. So she told me about NaNoWriMo, which is National November Writers Month, and the reason for this particular podcast, because it's almost November. 
when I spoke to her, it was October. And she said, you know, NaNo is next month. Just finish the damn book. And so I did. So the goal for NaNo is to write 50,000 words in the month of November. And not all books are 50,000 words. So my therapist always asks me, how many pages is that? I'm like, ah, 250. I mean, it depends on the font. It depends on the size of the book. It depends on a million things. But most books, most like literary fiction and even genre fiction are between 60 and 80,000 words. And like fantasy is going to be 120,000 words. But 50,000, as I've learned, is a really good start because when you revise and edit, you end up adding words. So a lot of people will leave uh, like you know, holes in their description or holes in something. You know, everyone's got something they're really good at writing and other areas that they're not as good at. So like some people excel in dialogue and other people excel in description and other people excel in sex scenes or whatever it is. So when you go back and revise what I've found is I end up adding 10, at least 10,000 more words, sometimes 20,000 more words. Now I do take away some words too, but I add, I end up adding a lot of words. So 50,000 for me has remained my goal and it works out to 1,666 words a day for the entire month of November. However, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I have a day job that keeps me, well, <laughs> I work partially from home from one of, for one of my day jobs, but partially I work at a clinic, at my own clinic. I have my own business, but that means that I am gone from usually eight or nine in the morning until eight or nine at night. And those cannot be writing days for me. Now, when I did do the first nano, I did write when I got home from work. I no longer do that. It's too much. I think it's it's just insane. But when I first started, I did. And I wrote 1,666 minimum words per day, seven days a week for the entire month of November. And then I put the book aside. I think it was either in January or February. I had a really good idea. It was based on a true story, but I really wanted to fictionalize it. And I thought it would make a really great book. So I did my own nano and I took a month and I wrote my second book. Then I put that aside. And then the next year I did nano again and I wrote my third book. So after I wrote my third book, we say we put it under the bed. Of course, that's not really, or we put it in a drawer, but you know, it's still on the computer. I came up with a really, what I thought was a really good idea. Came up with like this whole new character and a whole new world. I always say characters download into my head. It feels like that. Like I'll be usually in the shower, right? So I'm not thinking about anything. My mind is open or I'll be driving or I'll be falling asleep, or just waking up, or just a moment where I'm not thinking of my day, or what I have to do, or the future, or the past, or anything, and I get these downloads of characters, or situations, or plots, or whatever. It's changed as the years have gone on, 
but it used to just be characters when it when it first started happening to me. And so I kind of got this whole world and this character and the character's family and this whole idea. And I started writing it. And that was the first book I ever published. So I wrote or I kind of planned to write four books in the series. And the first character was a witch that had no powers. Of course, it's a very common trope. But my witch turned out to be a sex witch. Her powers were directly related to her sexuality, which was also dampened by her family. I ended up writing 11 paranormal romance books in a year and a half about it was really about two years with everything but the writing part and the editing part was about a year and a half and the publishing and it broke me it just destroyed me I'm really proud of myself I don't want to throw away my accolades but I also don't want to not be humble about it because number one it's a lot of work and number two it's not something that I earn a living today doing. I still write. I still publish. I still don't earn a living. (laughs) But it's my passion. Yeah, it's a really big passion of mine. I wrote all 11 books in this world, the same world. And what happened was toward the end, I just hated it. I hated writing romance. I was just not interested anymore. I found that I was going off on these like fantasy tangents. So paranormal romance is like vampires. Uh, Yeah, I wrote vampires, witches, shapeshifters, werewolves, dragons, that's all paranormal. And I found that I really liked writing that and I didn't so much like writing the romance. I liked writing the sex and I liked writing the fantasy, but I didn't like the conventions of a romance. There are all these rules. And, you know, I don't really like rules. So it was really hard for me. Everybody had to have a happily ever after. I wanted everybody to have multiple partners. Everybody had to have the romance be the central theme of the book. And I was like, that's so boring. And, you know, if everything's always a happily ever after and the romance is always a central theme, then we always know how the book is going to end. And if I know how the book is going to end, why do I even want to read it? So... Anyway, I had a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems as a romance writer. And I realized, luckily, pretty early on that I didn't want to do that. So I ended up kind of folding that pen name. It was a different pen name than the name that I'm using here, which is actually my real name. But I folded the pen name that I was using. I mean, folded her I still have a Facebook page and, you know, I still do make some money from the books, but I'm not publishing any new books under that pen name. So I started developing an entirely new world and I realized that what I really wanted to write was what I read. And what I read is urban fantasy, oftentimes in a dystopian setting. And that's what I love. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to read. It's my favorite thing to write. So why not just do it? So I've been developing and writing a entirely new series for over a year now. And I do what's known as rapid release, which is stacking a bunch of books, maybe five or six books, actually pretty much the whole series, and then releasing them three weeks apart. About mm, 
like two weeks ago, I gave myself permission to just take my time with this, which was huge for me because as mentioned earlier, I tend to push myself and publishing, writing and publishing 11 books in a year and a half, like I said, just almost destroyed me. I didn't actually write for an entire year after that. So my new series is what I want to write, and I'm excited about it. I've written the first novel. I've written the prequel, which is an entire novel in itself. also takes place in the future, but not so much further out than we are now, whereas the entire series takes place in, you know, several hundred years in the future. And then I also wrote a reader magnet, which is a short, maybe 5,000 words. Actually, it's not. It's 10,000 or 15,000, of course, because I I write a lot. Kind of sets up the world. And it's more really in the dark theme of the series. For NaNoWriMo, this year I am writing book two in the series. Okay, wow. Yeah, this is my seventh. No, this is my eighth year. And I didn't win every year. Now, winning means that you actually wrote the 50,000 words in November. And there were several years where I did not complete the books. But what's funny is the first year I didn't complete NaNo is the first book that I ever published. The point is not winning. The point is doing it. And you get into the habit of writing every day. And what I do now is I write 2,000 words five days a week during nano and I usually try to do that when it's not nano I just do that that's my schedule is I write 2,000 words a day there are people who regularly write 10,000 words a day or even 5,000 words a day I am not that person and I know that it's part of your brain that you have to train and maybe one day I'll get there but I'm not there I've been writing for years, I've been publishing for years, and I'm not there, and I might never get there, and that's okay too, because what matters is that I'm just doing it. I'm self-publishing, I do all my own marketing. Yeah, it's a big job. I do hire an editor for my 11 books that I have published. I've also published quite a few short stories and boxed sets under another pen name, and it's just erotica. But for those, I don't pay an editor. I do my own editing because it doesn't really matter. You know, they're short stories and they're sexy. But for my full-length novels, I do hire an editor, and for my first all 11 under my first pen name. I hired a developmental editor, which goes over the entire story. And then I hired a line editor, which goes over line by line and, you know, helps you with the grammar and the syntax and just the whole, everything, just everything. It's, yeah. So that's, that's what I can tell you. It's a lot, a lot of work. I hire a cover designer. I don't do that on my own. And then I do do all the marketing myself. I do the ads myself, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and promos. And so it is a full-time job. 
I've worked 60 hour weeks doing the author job. But like I said, I'm not doing that anymore. Right now, I'm actually focusing on the podcast, which is pretty crazy for me. It's like a little break and something different. And I do also have a background in television and editing, not as an editor, but as a producer, writer, director, actor, and sitting with an editor. So I do know how. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I am editing my podcast at this time. Anyway, I could go on and on and on, but I'm even boring myself right now. And so I'm going to end this. And I hope that you check out NaNoWriMo. And if you're an author, a writer, if you want to be an author, you want to be a writer, just say you are. Just say you're one. And there's tons of resources. I'm going to link to them in the show notes. When you listen to the Anita Ramirez interview, I will link to a bunch of resources after that too. So I hope you got something out of this. It's just another dream. It's definitely achievable. If you want to write a novel, you can do it. Honestly, I never thought, I never thought I could do it. And once you write one, you can write another and another and another and another if that's really what you want to do. So don't let anything stop you. Don't let anyone stop you from achieving your dreams. NaNoWriMo is coming up and hopefully you will try it this year. And remember, you don't have to win. It's not about winning. It's just about putting words on the page and getting started and doing it, just doing something different and have fun with it. Okay, I am reading an actual paperback book book right now and it is a book that my sister got me for Christmas because our family reads and we're all readers every person in my family and the book is called If on a Winter's Night a Traveler by Italo Calvino Italo Calvino and he's an Italian writer he's no longer alive but he he's his writing is very interesting this book is wacky it's just totally wacky and she's already told me the next one that I have to read when I finish this and of course I will report on that as well I'm enjoying it very much because it's not your typical novel it's yeah it's pretty wacky I'm also reading or listening to on Audible. My nonfiction is What Unites Us by Dan Rather. And that is a really, really good book. It's really helping me put things into perspective because right now the world is not looking like a pretty place, specifically America. It's just there's too much division and anger and hate and ugh, yeah, a lot, lot of infighting. And I I'm totally aware that it's being perpetrated and portrayed and yeah, there's a purpose. There's a purpose and a reason for it. And yeah, if we keep fighting amongst ourselves, we won't look at the man behind the curtain to use a Wizard of Oz reference that I use all the flippin' time. But you know, look over there, squirrel. Don't look over here. Don't look and see what we're doing. Go fight among yourselves. Yeah. So anyway, What Unites Us by Dan Rather is really, really good. And it's about all the positives of America. And I'm really enjoying it. And then I'm also reading a Brandon Sanderson book, or I'm listening to it on Audible, The Final Empire. Yeah, it's a Final Empire series. And it's the first book, Mistborn. And it's really good. I've, I've never read him before. I've known about him for years and years, but I've never read anything that he's written. And it's phenomenal. So I highly recommend all three of those. 
And I'd love to hear what you're reading. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts is also highly appreciated. You can find me and more information about AUA on anunknownadventure.com. I do try to leave extensive show notes, including links to everything we talked about today. But if you have any questions or just want to say hi, please do reach out to me on Instagram or my website. And my Instagram is also an unknown adventure. Your adventure awaits, and I'll be looking for you on your personal road of dreams. Uh, 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 uh.